Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. From the newsroom to the nursery. We're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood. I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are anchor moms. Hey, welcome to a very, very, very exciting episode of Anchor Moms. You guys, this is a big one. It is our one year anniversary. Happy Woo-hoo! anniversary. We Happy made anniversary, it, guys. We, we made should, it. I should, have, I should have gotten you guys, what is the like um, gift for one year? Like for your, paper or something? I think it's paper. Yeah. <laughs> we should yeah. have given each other gifts as if it was our anniversary. They say the first uh, is the hardest, right? And we made yeah. it through. We made it. We conquered it. We did it, guys. We did it. We did it. No, I mean, even it's it's pretty incredible that we actually made it through this year, 52 episodes. And we, I will say, we have not missed a week. Not every Every single single week. week. We've been coming to you every single week. Ooh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> that, that's a lot of Katie, us. Karen, and Ingrid. A lot of it. <laughs> no break <laughs> at all. Oh. But it's been amazing, you guys. I think that, I mean, we've had a lot of ups and a lot of downs over the past year. And really, this podcast reflects not only what happened in our lives um, or in the newsroom, but obviously in the world because of yeah, obviously the coronavirus struck, um, you know, halfway through our year. Yeah, that was big. That really changed things. And you can hear it in these episodes. We're going to, we're going to go through kind of some of our clips, our, our best moments from the first year of the <laughs> podcast. And you can definitely tell when we switched to all Skype mode, as all of us got, uh, ordered to stay home from work, you can hear the quality change and you can just tell there's a difference because COVID has hit. We are all stuck at home. The pandemic is here and everything kind of shifted a little bit. Yeah. I was just listening to some of them. We've been kind of going through clips all week uh, to, to put them together for this anniversary episode. I was sort of waxing nostalgic guys listening to the episodes, like the first couple of episodes, the episodes in 2019 and early 2020. Cause, and I want to say, guys, you have no idea what's about to happen to your life. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, we're so blissfully unaware um, and, and our problems I'm, are so minute compared to right? what's about to happen. I know. I miss seeing you guys. It was, um, I love Skyping with you guys, but I, it's really fun to sit in an audio booth and kind of, I mean, we've said this from the very, very beginning, like get paid to sit around and BS with your girlfriends. That was those were the days, guys. Those were the days. Now we have to find sitters to watch our children so that we can do this from home and people's internet is going in and out and it's just a lot more difficult. It's not, a, not quite as enjoyable, but it's still nice to be with you guys. And I have to say, thinking back on the past year, there was a lot of really funny moments. I think we're funny people, maybe. Are we? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you know what we didn't include was all of our singing that we used to do. Oh yeah. I'm I bet mm-hmm. the listeners are really are really sad about that. Well, yeah, we kind of we kind of yeah, we've kind of um stopped the singing which yeah. I, I think okay. people are are happy with that one, yeah. Well, take But we've talked guys. about some big topics. Yeah, we talked about some big topics. Um, We had a huge episode on racism. Um, We've had several guests come on the show, um, and we've made fun of each other. We've laughed. We've cried. All of the above. So we hope that you enjoy going down this this road with us and a look back at the last 52 weeks of Anchor Moms. We have we're having toddler meltdowns. Oh gosh! And it ain't good, y'all. Really? Already? I, just, I feel like that's early, dude. River was having toddler She's very meltdowns advanced. when very she advanced. was seven. That's like not what that means? She couldn't. She couldn't walk till she was, you know, a couple of weeks ago. But she could have <laughs> a meltdown. Don't worry. Um, and I mean, it's those meltdowns, like gets down on the floor on her back and screams. Yeah, yeah. Does this happen to you? What? Yes, it's been years. Yes. It's awful. So you know me. I like to do a little research, read my books. I read. Google it. <laughs> I don't know, six books. And I bought, um, I'm not going to name the book, but it's a it's about how to deal with your toddler. Mm-hmm. And one of the things it recommends is being able to talk toddler ease. In other words, be able to sort of speak to your to the inner caveman oh. of your toddler. In their language-esque? Mm-hmm. Okay. Per, yes. So it recommends that you speak to them in the same, you speak to them in the same um, tone, um, and the same with like the same gusto. So if they're really upset, you need to your voice needs to be that upset and you need to basically narrate what they're doing. Because the, the idea is, is that you recognize you want to be able to let them know that you're recognizing what they're going through, acknowledging so what they they're like, going through. They like don't understand adult speak. Correct. Picture like, like the Charlie Brown like Oh, you're right. Yeah. Well, I don't know. So anyway, so, you know, so for example, if River is having a mountain because she can't go outside, you're supposed to be like, River is mad. River wants to go outside. And you have to do it in the same same tone. We need video. So I read this book. I did my little highlighting. I put in my my bookmarks. And then we went to the grocery store. Oh no, and it happened. And we wow. were, yeah, it happened. She was, I, she hates being in the car, and you know it's really annoying if you're trying to grocery shop and you have to hold hold a the kid, baby, yeah, like mm-hmm, a twenty pound mm-hmm, kid, and mm-hmm. you know. So I tried it. I leaned down. And I was like, "River is frustrated. She's really angry to be here. She wants to get down. She doesn't want to be in this car. She wants to be in mom's oh my arms." Gosh, I wish I was at the grocery yeah, store and this time. This goes exactly as you would expect. This will not shock you. River continued to cry. First, she's like, she did stop for a second. Like, what is my mom doing? She's psycho. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. And then continued to cry louder. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. Didn't so work. that doesn't work. Testing, testing. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. And other news. This one's a little bit, um, a little bit tough. Yeah. So it's from the New York Times, and it's called "I Didn't Bond with My Baby Right Away." Um, So this author talks about uh, she had a tough birth, um, and she talks about the struggle bonding with her child right after she had the child, Um, and and it actually ends up talking to a lot of different uh, medical experts, people about this topic, and also other moms. and she said that when that baby was first brought in and the nurse said, do you want to hold her? Mm. She said, oh, I don't think so. 
Um, and she really, you know, of course she loved the child. She wanted to feel that bond, but she said she felt steeped in shame and guilt and just didn't feel that instant connection. So when I was pregnant, I really didn't have a big connection to River. I mean, I just didn't, I was like, okay, I'm pregnant. I did all the appropriate things and went to all the doctor's appointments, but I wasn't like one of those people who were, I wasn't talking to my baby and I wasn't putting you know, headphones like yeah, on your belly. No, I was like, just kind of like, all right, I'm going to like do this and we'll see what happens. And so I was really I mean, I, I remember you talking really, to us about this mm-hmm. before yeah. you even had. River. I was like, guys, like, what is? Did you guys feel this way, or like, is this? I mean, I was Normal. like, oh my gosh, she's gonna come out, and I'm gonna be like, feel very apathetic. That's how I felt is apathetic. Just not that I like didn't like her, but not that I liked her. I just felt look. So then she came out, and I felt an instant connection. In fact, I feel mm. like you guys came and visited me the next yes, day. Yes, we were like, so happy, guys. I cannot believe how much I like mm-hmm. this kid. It was no, you so were like, like I remember exciting. she's like sitting on you and mm-hmm. she's like super tiny and you're oh like, God, guys, I, cry. I love her mm-hmm. so much. It was so sweet. It was so really, really sweet. sweet. But I do recognize um, that it must be really hard when you don't feel that connection because I definitely was really, I felt really bad about it when I was pregnant that I didn't feel super excited in anticipation well, of having this baby. And, and think like you know, a lot of times your birth most of the time does not go as mm-hmm. quote unquote planned. Right. And it can be I mean, it can be traumatic. tragic. It can be traumatic. I mean a lot of things can go wrong. And to just immediately bounce over to like pure joy is I think could be an unnatural thing maybe for some moms. Um, you know, I personally I had I had a long long labor with my first baby but it everything was like perfectly fine so when he came out I literally was like I'm your mother like give him to me like it was just like like you should never have not been on my chest you felt like, like all your like, instincts it was like a hundred percent like give me this baby mm-hmm. I was actually like my doula um after the fact she was like it was so sweet when he first came out because he was obviously crying and I was like it's okay it's okay like I immediately was like trying to take care of him oh, wow. even before mm-hmm. he was like on my chest yeah. as they were like pulling him onto my chest I was like it's okay baby come here come yeah. here like come to mama yeah. but I but but I not to tell like these sweet stories because I know that for some moms it just does not go like that right. no no I like feel I, I feel like I did not have the same I know really? you said that with Ella Ray, I don't think I did I think I just I was a lot like Katie I was very nervous about becoming a mom what yeah. was it going to mean for me for my life for my identity um, and I do feel like I, I mean I love obviously I love kids I have three of them <laughs> and I love them all <laughs> kind of like them um, yeah but I have never I've never really felt like a mom mom do you know what I mean I've never really felt like one of those women who's like this is it this is what I was made to do right this is my jam I'm all about like again I love my children and I love being their mother but I just I don't know and when I had my first I I think a a hard part for me was I'm one of those people who wants to like work hard figure it out get her done like let's let's perfect this let's get it right and I couldn't do that and I just I really struggled the, the first couple of weeks months and I remember when um, Ray was about two months old, and the first time she smiled back at me, Aww. and I thought, "Okay, okay. I get Aww. it, I get it." And I, yeah. and, and that's not that I didn't love her up until that moment, but I do feel like there was a big shift, mm-hmm. and I just felt this connection with her that I, you know, and it was kind of like you're giving so much to this baby and sacrificing so much. And then when they start giving back to you and, right. you know, down the road saying mama and showing, you know, then you're like, okay, this is really yeah, great. Yeah, because that newborn baby. 
from the news desk. So the title is Meet the Scientists Who Haven't Given Up on Spanking. Like spanking, spanking? Spanking, spanking. And of course we all know there's a lot of studies and research done about how bad spanking can be on kids, the harmful effects. But I thought this was um, interesting because it, it talks about how many studies have found spanking to be tied for first place as the most effective way to enforce cooperation with timeout to defiant two to six year olds. I'm not a spanker. I I literally were I read you this article when you were little. So I hesitate to say this on the podcast. Um, you don't have to. No, okay. I'm going to say it. I'm well. Okay. Now I've said it, so I have to say it. Um, okay. So my dad hit my sister and I with a yardstick when we were little as punishment. Like hard? I don't know. I don't remember. Like, I mean, clearly it must not have been that bad because I can't remember. I don't remember the physical pain of it, but I remember being really scared and really terrified. And I just, I, I just can't, I mean, because I remember that so well, I am just not into it. But I will tell you, of course, River is much too young to to be spanked, period. Um, But Brian, my husband, um, will occasionally say things like he thinks that he like maybe we will spank and so it's definitely a conversation between the two of us in which we do not agree and I don't know ultimately I'm not really sure what we will come up with I will say this I can't really envision him I just really can't envision him spanking River but I you know it's easy to say that right now you know how frustrating kids can get well look okay so First thing I want to read from this article is this person, 10 times my size, who is supposed to be protecting oh, me, yeah. is now hitting me. Yeah. So here's the thing. These from, from a kid's per- that was a clip of like saying that from was the kid's from the perspective. Article, right. right. That's what the kid is thinking. And here's the thing is like these, these, the way these little kids' minds work is they are like sponges, obviously. And they, they're so emotionally connected to like everything. And they're such sensitive creatures. Every kid, even if they are bad kids, I just don't want to, I, I fear that I could scar my child for life if I did something like this. That being said, I, at times my son has been very challenging. He's a rowdy toddler boy. I mean, legit, like, you know, I will find like crayon on the floor type Mm. kid. Like, so, and there are moments where like, I don't, I literally don't know what to do to get him to change or to stop his behavior. Like, I don't know what to do. So you just kind of have to let it play out when maybe another parent would be like, pop, you're done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I'm not going to do that, but like I can see how that can be a response from a parent. Once again, it just I don't want to like scar my my child. And sometimes, and the thing that gets me is when they're deliberately defiant. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're just they Super know what irritating. they're doing. Yeah. And so we, on occasion, not not a lot, obviously, but there have been a couple of times when we have, you know, given them a little a little tiny little pat on the butt, mm-hmm. and. It does kind of work, does it? With him, mm-hmm. but I just think and like you know, to hit him hard, like what, like how, no, like, just a like, open, a little, like the like open, just like a little the pop tap, yeah, like on the butt. And I, I think on the bottom, <laughs> I think it's more to just like, you know, it's when everything else we've tried has failed. Yeah. So you know, the timeout didn't work. The you know whatever else the long list that yeah. we've gone through, and there's nothing else, and there's still, you know, I just feel like I don't want to raise a child who's not who doesn't listen and who doesn't respect adults. But isn't that teaching your child that the answer is violence? Well, hopefully not. But you know what I mean? Like, if you're frustrated right. and you're trying to get a solution, you want to get a response, I'm going to physically do something I for you to for stop. I think for me the thing is that it's teaching him that um, this is unacceptable. 
And if if we have to go there, he understands, I, I cannot do this. Uh, this is not the right behavior. Yeah. I'm going to have to stop. And for some reason, that just gets through to him yeah. um, better than other disciplinary methods. And don't beat around the bush. Right. Exactly. No, that's the name of the that's the name of the title. Let's right. be clear. And it says <laughs> body parts should not be shrouded in secrecy. We as a kid used euphemisms for our private parts. I don't think I ever said like the, I can't Wait, even what say did right you, now. But what did you call it? Do you want me to really say? Oh, <laughs> oh this is God. awkward. I don't know, guys. Oh, I don't God. know. Just say it. Okay. Um, we called it your your peep. <laughs> Like what those things on Easter that you eat that I are mean, yellow? Yeah. Like a peep? Dude, I'm I am, never eating those again. I am never going to live this down. Yes. What did you People call People don't it? like peeps. You should have picked a, like a better I candy. Mean, so here's the thing. I didn't pick it. My mother picked a it. A peep. What did you, did <laughs> what you call it? What did you pick? What did you say? I have no recollection of any, I don't either. Of anything I don't either. besides You're like, I know. I you just, had no idea like what no. you would like. Rep- I mean, I think I just called. I don't I don't know. I don't have a well, memory. I, I will say it's easier for me for some reason to call the boys the right term. A penis, Karen. You can right? say it. <laughs> no, it's easier. No, let me just say this. It's but easier to girls. say penis than vagina. Okay? Oh, okay. It's okay. easier. Oh, hey, at least I'm, we're not saying vulva. I'm oh. <laughs> Win of the week. All right, our win of the week this week. It's kind of fun and exciting, right, guys? It's a win for all of us, Anchor Moms. <laughs> what happened? Uh, were you there? I was there. <laughs> I think you were. I will see. I'm always there. Is the thing. This is yeah. what happened. So, Ingrid works the morning show mm-hmm. always. Katie normally does traffic for the morning mm-hmm. show, and then we have two anchors, Holly and Jay, and it just so happened that they both were oh, out that day. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And so, anyway, Katie and I both had to fill in, so it was an Anchor Moms morning show. It was fun. It was was really really fun. fun. I think we... um, And we were super excited about it. I was like, I popped out of bed on that Friday morning like, what's up? It's 2 o'clock in the morning, but I'm ready. I did bring you donuts. Katie brought donuts. Yes. And um, uh, I think ratings were like through the roof. Solid. Sure. Solid. Uh, Through the roof. But you know, it is fun, and I don't know, I hope you guys listening have this experience when you're working with friends and having a good time it just doesn't seem like work you That's know true. it was it was a really yeah. fun morning just to get to hang out and we took some uh, pictures read the news and you know yeah, we'll, we'll post some of those pictures and some of our, like, funny text messages because we sort of realized it at, like, I don't know, 5 o'clock the night before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I couldn't sleep. Like, I was um, so excited. So saying it, was this, like Christmas, our, it was like Christmas morning. I was like, yeah. oh, my God, Karen's going to be there yeah. and Katie's going to be there. It's going to be so much fun. <laughs> um, our bosses are probably listening like, oh, gosh, we should never let that happen again. They're not allowed well, then that's never going to happen again. I'm sure. Um, anyway, it was fun for us. Fun. And we hope you guys had fun during this episode. Yeah. Let us know what you think. Um, hey, next up. Subscribe, rate, review. Subscribe, rate, review. And next up. Is a Halloween episode. Ooh. Well, we gotta work on that. Spooky. <laughs> we gotta work on Or what does Hartman say instead of spooky? Smooky. Smooky. We're gonna talk spooky. costumes, trick-or-treating, all that good stuff. Yeah. Alright, so rate, review, subscribe, and let us know if there's anything that you want us to talk about on future podcasts. Bye guys. Bye. None of us were funny. I know we weren't funny. I thought I was kind of funny. Oh. What did you say that was funny? (laughs) (laughs) Anchor Moms is brought to you by Wilderness at the Smokies, the Smokies' largest water park resort. Get out of the house and into the wilderness.
friends. Uh, welcome to a very special edition of Anchor Moms. Um, it is Sunday morning. We're actually doing this on a weekend, first time. Um, and we are doing this over Skype. So hi, fellow Anchor Moms. Hello. Hi. Working from home with all three toddlers obviously is, is a challenge. And there was just a couple of really rough days in there. And then there was a morning where I was trying to get a bunch of stuff done early in the morning um, and my internet kept going out. And it was so incredibly frustrating because every time I would get close to finishing a work assignment, it, I, I, you know, I would lose it. I couldn't, I couldn't send it in and I, I couldn't communicate. Um, and of course, as you know, when the internet goes out, the, the TV, Disney Plus goes out. So my kids are screaming, the show keeps dropping, you know, dropping off, and I was on a work call, they were losing it, um, it was bad, and then, and then like the, the final straw was Bennett fell down and really bumped her head hard and started crying, and I just started crying, I just lost it, I, I just started sobbing, um, and which I'm trying not to let my kids see, um, you know, I don't want them to see how anxious and, and frustrated and, and scared and all of this overwhelmed I am. Um, but unfortunately, it happened that day. And I sat down. I was just crying. Didn't say a word. Holding Bennett. She was crying. And Henry Aww. just said, um, Mom, I feel the same way. Hey, guys, question. Do you have, like, his and her loofahs in the shower? No, we no. just use like, the same old loofah. Do you guys? Do you guys have separate? What? Loofahs? Wait, we don't uh, have a loofah. What do you? Wait, have? what do you use in the shower? My like hands? bar of soap? No, uh, like like liquid soap? No, oh, like a loofah like, is like, like yeah, like for your what body. Do you like to, you rub your body with to administer the soap. Just yeah. my hands. I just rub. Rub it on. Oh wow, this story has gone in a whole different direction. <laughs> Wait, not what I was. Not thinking. even like not even like a washcloth. No, should I, wait, should I be? <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> so listen. Uh, mm, so okay, first of all, so wait, matters, just to be, okay. wait, but just to be clear, you use the same loofah as your husband? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We share everything. Okay. So well like... then, then my, my story is completely pointless at this point. Why? Well, I, I still want to hear it. Now I want to yeah. know about the loofah. Okay, well, so we have, because we're sanitary people, um, two different loofahs, one for each person. And I was upstairs the other day, and I was, like, folding laundry, doing something, and John was taking a shower. And I look over, and he picks up my loofah. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what are you doing? He's like, what? It's like, why are you holding my loofah? What are you about to do? He's like, this is my loofah. I was like, what? That's not your loofah. The hot pink loofah? Like, that's not your loofah. That's my loofah. Yours is the blue loofah. Mine is the hot pink one. And he's like, no, 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 no. I, like, this has been on the right side. I've been using the loofah on the right side since we moved into this house. Like, we moved into this house two years ago. So you're telling me for the past two years, you've been using my loofah, and your loofah has just been sitting there all alone, nice and clean, (laughs) And no one has ever used it. So it turns out that we have been using the same loofah for a number of years. And, and it completely disgusts me. 
Well, 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 maybe think, so has anything happened to you? The fact that you and John have been using the same loofah, are you guys both healthy? Like, has, has anyone come down with anything? I mean, we have, we both have this crazy rash all over our bodies. <laughs> maybe, no, maybe that has something to do with it. No, so, well, can you drop off the blue loofah at our house then? Because yeah, it's not been used and I don't have one. So. Karen could use a loofah, which I'm still, at some point we need to circle back to this conversation and Wait. understand like how you administer your, like your soap to your like, body. Are you saying that it's not good from like a sanitary perspective to just use your hands or like just from a, like a, it's like a I more enjoyable experience? <laughs> <laughs> like it exfoliates or something? I, I think like I think all it of the exfoliates. Above. I think it exfoliates and it cleans thoroughly. Um, again, I think that there's like residue <laughs> on them though. And so when your husband rubs it on his butt crack and then you take it and you and the first place you use it is your neck and your face. Then you just wiped a butt crack on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, like maybe worse. That last place he cleaned and the first place you clean. Okay. So maybe we're more uh, sanitary that we're not like re reusing so, the Karen wins. Karen wins. <laughs> really, it's like Brian and I who are who are, you know, we got some real issues. Basically, I've been rubbing his butt crack on my neck <laughs> all over your face for the last six years. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh, that's disgusting. Hi, Anchor Moms listeners. This week, we are tackling a subject that we think is really important. Like a lot of you at home, we have been watching the news and watching what's really happening around the globe. Um, over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking a lot about George Floyd, the death of George Floyd, and of course, uh, the demonstrations that have been occurring in cities across America and really, as I mentioned, ac across the world. We wanted to bring in some experts because, of course, we acknowledge that we are white women with white kids who could really take on this subject and give us some advice on how we should talk to our children about this, this subject, the subject of racism, um, of racial equality. So we brought in- is, uh, Racism is prejudice plus power. Mm -hmm. And in its most simple form, that's what it is. So I think that, and it's important that we start to define these terms for our young people, because otherwise they're just throwing terms around. And in all truth, we all are like, adults all the time are throwing terms around with no idea what it means. So I would say, you know, there's a basic everyday prejudice that we all have. And then, but that would be nothing to any of us if it were not backed up by an historical and systemic power to inflict damage on people's lives. And the hard reality I think for people to hear is that that power is disproportionately enacted upon people of color. Mm -hmm. Elizabeth, do you have anything to add? Sure. Yeah, I think that that's a that's beautifully explained. I think that you're so right that the um, defining the terms for kids when they're young is so important because I can't tell you how many times I've been working with a kid in my practice and they've mentioned the color of someone's skin and then another kid will say, "Oh, that's racist," just mentioning it because um, they and and the adults in their life often have a misunderstanding of what racism is. Kids, you know, kids see color just as much as adults do, but they're so much more, they have such an easier time talking about it and accepting um, the differences that people have. 
I think that kids start noticing the differences within our skin color very early on. They're very curious and they notice the difference, so it's important to start talking about it at an early age so it doesn't become an uncomfortable conversation later on. The thing I think that parents are not understanding is they are also noticing our reactions mm-hmm. around and toward people of color. So it is not noticing color that is problematic. It is noticing and the ways that we're teaching them that the color, that colors matter in people, right? We want children to notice color and, and we don't want like this myth that we should be a colorblind society mm-hmm. is completely inaccurate, right? Like, I want people to see that I am black because it means something. It just doesn't mean that I am undereducated, under-resourced in all of the um, pathologies that we attach to it, right? Mm-hmm. So um, so it's important that that um, we allow children the freedom to express like that they see color and just guide them through it. It's not enough, of course, to just teach your child about racism and different people, different colors of people in the global majority, but you also have to be embodying that and modeling that in your own life. So don't just buy your kids books of with colorful people or dolls with colorful people. Um, if the people that you're an adults that you're surrounded with in your own life are also all white and all able-bodied and all neurotypical, right. um, because that's teaching a, that's a dissonance. So I like to tell parents that they need to start with themselves and their circles too, and the books that they're consuming and the music that they're listening to. Cause then the kid is getting it soaked up and immersed in their life already. And there doesn't necessarily, I mean, there has to be additional work, but it's not as big of a leap because you're already doing it. Um, so speaking of uh, COVID this weekend, I had such a funny experience that was just so 2020. Um, We were taking a drive. We live in North Asheville and we were taking a drive to South Asheville. So a very short distance on Saturday. And we've talked about this at length on this podcast. River is now potty trained, but she still, we still bring the potty with us in the car. And when she says she has to TT, we will pull over and allow her to TT. So um, we were, you know, 10 minutes, 15 minutes from our house. She says she has to TT. We like scramble out of the car. Um, plop her little potty right down on the cement. We're at a gas station parking lot. And kind of, I hate to say this, sort of a sketch gas station. Um, so get out. We She does her thing. And right behind us, this car pulls in. I think kind of weird. They're like a little bit close to us. So River does her thing and we're getting ready to go back in the car. And this mom jumps out of this car and she's all frazzled. And she's like, can we borrow your potty? <gasps> and I was, What? Yes. Oh my goodness. There I am. I'm on the spot. She has, I would say her daughter was mm, seven or eight. She's like the bathroom for the gas station is closed because of COVID and it's an emergency. And of course, a million thoughts run through my mind. Oh my gosh, we're in the global pandemic. Now you're going to use my kid's potty. Like, how are we going to sanitize it? But also even when it's not pandemic times, kind of gross, right? Yeah. So I'm frozen there on the spot and I'm like, oh, sure. So I hand her River's potty. With Wait, the is there paper. pee still in it? No, we had dumped it out. Okay. I don't even know. Is that, I don't know if that's environmentally safe, but sorry, we dumped the pee out. Um, so yeah, anyway, that's we hand it over. I go, Brian, who is in the front seat is like, 
what's happening? I was like, I, the mom, she asked. The he was like, You're, you gave her? You gave her the potty? And I said, yeah. Oh, my gosh. What was I supposed to do? You know, <laughs> like, you're not going to deny another mother a potty during an emergency. <laughs> so she's like, she's like, oh, they like, of course, I think they hide. The, you know, you can't, a seven or eight-year-old can't pee in the middle of a parking lot. A two-year-old can, but a seven right. eight year old cannot. So yeah. sort of hide her. She goes to give me the toilet back, and she's like, we, I, we don't have anything to, like, sanitize with. I look inside the oh car. They're God. all packed up. There's another kid in a car seat. The dad is driving. They're traveling back from Indiana. They're traveling back from South Carolina to Indiana. She's like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, it's fine. She's like, we just didn't know what to do. So I get back in the car. Thank God we had Lysol wipes, which are, you know, like, yeah, like who even has Lysol wipes these days are so hard to come by. I sort of wipe out the potty and Brian was like, yeah, I guess that was the right thing to do. Like, I mean, wouldn't you? I mean. We have a couple yeah. of episodes coming up that, um, we're kind of excited about. I know the men in our lives are kind of excited about. We're like, which men? Excited. Wait, which men? Yeah, which men are we talking about? You got to be more specific here. I mean, oh, the husbands. Those you husbands. know which men I'm talking about. The husbands. Um, we're going to bring the dads on. Oh, they are going to just, <laughs> they are going to eat us alive, I feel like, or we're going to eat them alive. I'm not sure which one. I don't know. I'm I'm really, really interested to see how the, the anchor dads, as they point themselves, are going to do. Welcome to another episode of Anchor Moms, the podcast. We have a very special guest, uh, probably my all-time favorite guest. My oh, husband wow. is joining us. This is John. Say hello, John. What up? Well, what up? <laughs> my very so cool husband, John. We're so excited to have you. And you are the first anchor dad to be on the podcast. How does it feel? Well, as I said earlier, I wake up every morning waiting for this invite, and it's finally here. My dreams are finally coming true. Hmm. Such an honor. So I found this article that sums up my biggest fear as a parent. It's called, Parenting, Are, are Parents Responsible for How Kids Turn Out? Yeah. So, like, my biggest fear as a parent is, like, whether or not my kids are going to like grow up and be happy and successful. Like, and I, I don't mean like, I don't care what kind of job they have or how much money they make or like if they have a family, you know, I don't care about any of that. I just want them to be like mentally happy and in a good space. And like the problem with that is there's no like absolute formula to parenting a happy, successful child that turns into adults. Like, you know, we've all seen like, the strict parents who have kids that go wild, but also sometimes strict parents' kids are, like, in line. And then you see, like, the loose parents whose kids, like, you know, go wild because they don't have any, like, parameters. But then, you know, some of them also react the other way in that they're, you know, they're independent and they just have everything together. And, you know, so I guess what I'm saying is you can parent two child, two children the exact same way and get two completely different results. And that scares me to death. We have a quiz. This is um, our win of the week, is how yes. well do you know your wife? Who is the most fashionable? This one is a toss up, I got it. I think so. Oh, John is stroking his mustache as he- Podcast again, they can't as he, uh, see you. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? You gotta answer the question, honey. Um, 
Sweetie's I mean, more fashionable. You. Oh. Shocking. Oh. I feel like that was begrudgingly, by well, the way. But. You, you certainly are more mindful of your fashion than I am. I will say this. If it costs more money on clothes. It's not true. That is 100% I buy five true. shirts at H&M twice a year. You Each, buy wardrobes every season. When it becomes hot outside, I go to H&M.com and buy five shirts. When it becomes cold outside, I go to H&M.com and buy five shirts. But it gets cold and hot like and four times a year. That's like $75. And that's $150 a year to spend on clothes. No, that is so not true. I wear my clothes from the previous year. You buy all new ones every no, single season. No, I buy season. five new shirts each year, each season. Five new shirts. Five new shirts each, each season. season. From H&M.com. Um, listen, it's a lot of year is a lot of shirts. I spend like... <laughs> 20 minutes a season on this. Okay. okay. I, I, I don't know the answer to that, but I will say, and Katie, I don't know if this is going to offend Brian. Um, I would I would go out on the limb and say, if it makes you feel better, of the three anchor dads, I would say you're the most fashionable. Yeah, I think it's a tie. Well, no. I will say that that will offend Brian. Everyone, welcome my husband Gregory, uh, the wonderful, hey. handsome, amazing husband oh, he is. Oh, the smartest, like the most skilled, like best hair, like everything, right? But to me, the, the kind of takeaway point was, among this person's research, uh, he found that men do 40 minutes a day which equals about four and a half hours a week, more work with all of that work combined, the work for your job, work for your kids, grocery shopping, housework, all of that, than women. And I have absolutely no idea how that could possibly be true. <laughs> give, us, give us a little more insight into your life, Karen. I thought you were well, going to be like, side with maybe, side with Gregory on this a little bit, since this is your anchor dad, you were going to like throw him a bone, but I love well, it. In our circumstance, like, I do think that I probably do more cleaning of our house than Karen does. I was uh, waiting for that to come. Really? Far more. Do yeah. tell us. Do tell uh, us. Far more? That's a bit strong. Well, I mean... I was the one asking last night where, like, the cleaning products were, and you're, like, you know, getting frustrated with me. I'm the one who vacuums, like, you know, this. there's plenty of things that I can support myself with here. Um, I will say that you do clean. I, I will give you that for sure. I would not say far more than me. I think that's a little <laughs> bit of a stretch. <laughs> All right. Who is the better dancer? Oh, wow. Mm. That's funny. So my family thinks I'm a good dancer, and I'm not. Oh. Um, your family like your toddlers? No, no. Like, <laughs> my mom thinks I'm a good dancer, which is really funny. Um, now, if is we're she talking like, about my toddlers. like, get friend on the dance floor. You're the life of the party. Is she like that person? Yeah, yeah, yes. I think so. I think she just, you know, thinks her son's good at everything. But right. mm -hmm. if you exactly. did ask my toddlers, I think they would say I'm a good dancer. So we do the hot dog dance on uh, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. <laughs> yes! And man, yep. if you do not know the hot dog dance, I am I good at that. There are lots of different, <laughs> lots of different moves. I'm familiar. And mm -hmm. I mean, I rock those out. But like dancing, otherwise, it's not good. Yeah. So would but, you say so Karen? I would say Karen. Yeah. I would is say Karen, Karen is Karen a good dancer though? Or, no, or no, like no. 
She's okay. not even no. Our kids are doomed. <laughs> pretty pretty accurate, I would say. Yeah. We can we can do the hot dog dance. That's about it. This week, um, we are joined by an, a very uh, a very important person of my inner circle. Not Ingrid, not Karen, but my <laughs> husband Brian. Oh my gosh! I've got show notes. Like. I've got show notes here of all the all the rebuttals I want to go over with you. Oh, are we, are we getting into it already? Yeah. yeah I mean, wow! Like, right out of the gate. Like I just don't feel like women have the same like hobbies that they love to do as men. Yes, Brian. So is that our fault then? Guess what I'm saying? Like like if you gave me like a free weekend, it's literally like mount. Like I'm gonna go on a big old bike ride. I'm gonna ride my motorcycle. I'm gonna whatever, whatever. You know, try to do all these things. It's like I will have no problem filling that time. In fact, that's I'll need the problem. a couple. That's I'll, yes, I'll that's that's the problem, man. Is, right it's called there. it's called mom. No, it's it's yes. called mom guilt. Like we feel guilty. Mm-hmm. I for the past four years, I haven't enjoyed a single moment. I haven't enjoyed a single moment by myself because I'm worried about what I should be doing. Ingrid's about to break down over here like (laughs) Oh, the anchor dads. Aren't they the best? I gotta say, that was some of my favorite. In the land of COVID, um, that was some of my favorite stuff is when the anchor dads came on. I think they are, by the way, as we talk about doing year two of Anchor Moms, I think the Anchor Dads are lobbying hard to have their own, just like one separate episode where there's no Anchor Moms. It's just, Mm -hmm. you know, John, Greg, and Brian straight up. So well, we'll we'll see see. about that. You know, we're brain, we're brainstorming ideas for year two. um, And I, I imagine it's only going to be better than year one. You know, you gotta, you gotta work out the kinks in year one, you know, iron things out. And I think we, we've done that and more because of the coronavirus. Um, but, and I think that we now have gotten used to this Skype situation that we're in that um, it is becoming more normal. And I think our podcasts are going to be super awesome from here on out. What do you ladies think? Yes. I am jazzed about year two. I'm excited, guys. I'm <laughs> pumped. I'm ready to go. Let's do this. I think I mean, you sound like a great idea. Yeah, you sound like, like when you mom. have a baby, like that first year with the baby is super hard. It's super Oof. memorable, but it's, and mm-hmm. then once you hit year two, you're just like cruising along. You're having a blast. Like we're going to learn how to walk this year. We're going to learn. We're going to be eating. Like, <laughs> are we going to be sleeping through the night? We're going to be sleeping year? through the night. We're going to be oh, yes. like, there are so many things that we have golden. To <laughs> we might even get potty trained. Who knows? We might like already, you know, Oh yes, maybe we'll be potty trained. We're super advanced. If that's happening. I'll yeah, take it. I think you never know. I think we're really on a roll here. So we're excited well, about the next year with everyone. And we have the viewers, the listeners to thank for uh, the past year as well. We love your reviews and communicating with you on Instagram and Facebook. Um, it really makes it worth this time that we put into this podcast because we do put a lot of a lot of heart into it. Yeah. Thank you so much for sticking by us. I know we've had a lot of ups, well, like you guys have said, a lot of ups and downs and we really appreciate you. Really appreciate you listening to us week in and week out. And, you know, we hope you guys get something, something from it. (laughs) Either, either maybe it's just laughing at us. That could be part of what people (laughs) get from us or a little bit of knowledge, you know, whatever, some advice, who knows? Or sometimes it's just listening to other moms going through the exact same yeah, thing you're sure. going through day yeah. in and day out. So just chatting with your girlfriends. That's right. Okay. Well, thanks well, for year one. We're, ex- we're excited for year two. All right. Bye, love guys. you ladies. 
Love the you. Moms. We did it again. Yes. Woohoo. If yes. you guys were here, time to celebrate. Though, like, I know if we were in person, we would all put our hands together and go three, two, two one. And the anchor moms. moms. <laughs> oh, Lord. All right. All right. See you later. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening.